Welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a Christmas special podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch a Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your ho ho host, Ryan Rowe. <laughs> and I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And it's just us today. We're, we're wrapping this thing up. This is the last one. This is... We have somehow managed to release 24 episodes daily in a row. <laughs> this is the last one. We assume that if you're hearing our voices, we have successfully done that. So Yes, correct. Right? Yes, here we are. A- as we are recording this, none of them have come out yet. So Yeah, isn't that crazy? Maybe they never did. But they will be out soon, and we can't wait to hear what everyone thinks of them. And today, we're watching minutes 47 and 48, as well as 21 additional seconds of A Muppet Family Christmas, in which Robin gives Grover a fraggle pebble, Santa Claus arrives, and someone has to do these dishes. So as we begin, Miss Piggy is still reacting with shock. We talked about this a little bit uh, yesterday, but she's reacting to her new mink, which she assumed would be an accessory, but is in fact a living muppet mink uh, but then this is where maureen says oh miss piggy i've seen everything you've done i'm your biggest fan i worship the ground you walk on and that's when piggy decides that this is gonna be okay after all she says what a wonderful present i didn't talk about this yesterday i mentioned wishing that maureen had kind of stuck around maureen also makes me wish that we'd gotten more of karen prell as yolanda oh definitely yeah it's not that it's a pretty similar voice and I feel like it's a good indication of what kind of attitude she could have brought to that character. Could have, seen yeah. Her more. Did she, I don't, I should have, like, I don't have Muppet Wiki in front of me. Did she play uh, Yolanda, like, one more time after Muppets Take Manhattan, or was that it? Yeah, just in a Muppet Show Live production. Uh, oh, okay. Production. Yeah. So, just like a pre-recorded track for the live stage show. Yeah, that was the only time. Actually, that was my question for Evan when we were on Hubba Oh, that's a very good question. And I was on that episode and I already forgot the answer. So there we go. That's, <laughs> that's how good a question it is. So yeah, and you talked about this a little bit yesterday that you wished that Maureen had showed up again in later Muppet projects. And when the first time I saw this special on TV, which was either 87 or when it was rerun in 88, like I really thought that this was them introducing a new character to the cast I was like, oh, okay, wow, cool. Maureen the Mink, she's going to be around from now on. But then, then nothing. Wow, Maureen the Mink is going to get the Muppets back together again before an evil oil baron can demolish the old studio. Again, I said this about Beauregard yesterday, but I think you could swap in Maureen the Mink for Walter in that movie and (laughs) make it make sense because she's so enthusiastic about Piggy. So by extension, she... Yeah, (laughs) I think it would work. She must be a Muppet fan. Yeah, I do love that kermit is just kind of watching like he doesn't really react he's just kind of watching as this little drama plays out of piggy first being dismayed but then being so happy about this present that he's presented her with so i'm assuming that kermit knew already when he decided to bring maureen to piggy that that she was such a big fan of piggies that must have played some part Right. I like maybe he even like took out an ad that was like wanted <laughs> Miss Piggy fan to be Miss Piggy's Christmas present. Yeah, yeah, maybe he auditioned different like 
a chinchilla and a stoat and uh, a different kind of animals that could be mistaken for a, a Christmas present. But we're actually big fans of Miss Piggy's. Then we see, or any other thoughts about Murray and the Mink before we move on? No, I think that's it. All righty. So then we see Robin and Grover. Robin, it's funny, at the very beginning of this shot, Robin is kind of chuckling like he's reacting to Maureen and Piggy. And then he says, speaking of presents, Grover, I'd like you to have this fraggle pebble, which is nice. Like, this is an adorable moment with these, like, two of the cutest Muppets doing this little gift exchange. But it occurred to me that this could also just be Robin trying to get rid of this rock that somebody just gave him. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I think Robin is respecting the tradition that he's just been told about. Oh, I know. I know. The Fraggles told him to pass it on. So that's what he's doing. Yes, that's what he's doing. I just thought it would be funny to be cynical. Oh, okay. This special is too heartwarming. (laughs) I know. You can't. It's impossible. Yeah. But, of course, when Roz was on here the other day... She talked about how she always wished Grover would say thank you, which I certainly understand. And yes. I've told her that. But, man, there's something so magical. Like, there's there's no better way to sum up the appeal of this special than Robin the Frog gives Grover a fraggle pebble. You're right, yeah. Because it's elements from all three worlds. You're right, yeah. And yeah. adorable elements from all three worlds. Yes. It's just such a heartwarming moment. It would be very easy for it to be like Pa Gorg tries to thump Bean Bunny or something. <laughs> but that does none of that happens, right? Cause no. This special is too heartwarming. Also, neither of those characters are in it. But no. If they were, if they were, that's what would happen. No. When was Bunny Picnic? Yeah, Bean Bunny had he existed, but not in his final form yet. At this point, right? Right. Bunny Picnic was eighty six. Bean yeah, Bunny okay. wasn't introduced to the Muppets as a character. As part of until, the group of, yeah. Yeah, until the Jim Henson Hour, In about 89. a year and a half after this. Yeah. yeah, okay. Glad we got that cleared up. But Pa Gorg existed. He did. The, just another one of these little minute puppet things that I love looking at. I previously pointed out how different characters in the earlier scene handed off the pebble in different ways, depending on whether their live hand puppets or rod hand puppets whether they can move their fingers robin and grover are both rod hand puppets so neither of them can move their fingers so i watched this a couple times just looking to see how they did this so robin extends his hand to grover with the pebble in it but then once grover has it it's no longer in robin's hand and this is all one shot it never cuts so as far as I can tell, the pebble is in Robin's hand, but it's not like it's not glued in or it's not really affixed. It's just kinda just kinda sitting there. And mm-hmm. then when he holds out his hand, Grover takes the pebble using both hands. So his hands one of Grover's hands is briefly obscuring our view of Robin's hand. So presumably Grover's hand is just kinda like knocking the pebble out of the Robin puppet's hand. And then I guess Grover must just already have the pebble hidden in his other hand. So when he holds it up to the camera, that's when we see it for the first time. But it was always there. So I just love looking at these things and, you know, realizing they probably had a meeting, like, where, among other things, they had to figure out, like, okay, how are we going to do this handoff with these two characters who can't move their fingers? Right. You know, I'm so glad that you think about that stuff all the time. I do. I love it. Because I never, ever do. Like, yeah. I, I completely buy into the... Like, obviously, intellectually, I know it. Like, you know, I've seen behind-the-scenes stuff, and we've talked about it on the show many times. Right. But even watching these clips for the podcast, I never, ever think, how <laughs> is this 
rod hand puppet picking up an object. Like yeah. it, it just it does not occur to me in the moment ever. Right. You know? they, it's just so seamless. You Yeah. I don't think I had ever scrutinized this particular puppet trick before. Just, you know, but watching it like this, two minutes at a time. These are the things I'm looking at. But yeah, Grover says, This fraggle pebble here is for me. Oh, I just love Christmas. He does not say thank you. But I would like to say in Grover's defense, the doorbell rings right after he says he loves Christmas. So it's possible that if the camera had lingered, if the doorbell had not rung, we might have heard Grover say thank you. He just didn't get a chance. I will pass your theory on to Raz. Yes, please do. (laughs) But hey, who is it at the door? Who's ringing that bell? It's Santa Claus. What? It's, yeah, Father Christmas, St. Nicholas, the, the guy, the, the man with the bag. He, the Muppets are all so happy and excited to see him. Even Statler and Waldorf, like, they're all just, you know, yay, everybody. Is it Charles Durning? <laughs> well, I, it, doesn't, it doesn't sound like Charles Durning. Is it John Stone? It doesn't, I don't think it's John Stone. There's some... Is it Kevin James? <laughs> I don't think it's Kevin James. Go ahead. Who played Who played uh, Santa Claus in uh, the Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas? I've only seen it once. I don't remember. It was another stand-up comedian, I think, but I'm drawing a blank on who it was. Was it Jim Gaffigan? That would make sense. We should yeah. probably find out so people aren't yelling at us. Let's see. Once Upon a Sesame Street Christmas. 2016. Wow, that's that old, really? Jim Gaffigan is Santa Claus. You're right. Yeah. All right. I got it on Great. first try. So, yeah, yeah, so uh, one interesting thing I I did notice about this uh, is that Doc is suddenly not in this shot anymore. It's like, I guess Doc went to the restroom or he had to go, you know, get something out of his car. He's just not there when Santa Claus showed up, which is too bad. I hope I hope he came back in time to get a present from Santa. (laughs) Yes, I think this is Jerry Parks uh, as Doc, as Santa, presumably. I didn't even know it was a question. I, I just that's just doc right yeah the, I, I don't the think doc it's a mystery. is playing who else would it be yeah but then it's if we're gonna scrutinize it did doc bring a santa claus uh costume or is this one another one of piggy's costumes yeah i was just gonna say i don't know how to explain this kermit but there was yeah. this piggy with this santa claus costume for me i would absolutely buy that yeah everyone starts singing we wish you a merry christmas uh this is another traditional english carol so presumably another very old song yeah Uh, although although i was looking this one up yeah and apparently it was like only what this is what wikipedia says Mm -hmm. so apparently it was only well known in the english west country which is your cornwall your devonshire and a bristol-based composer conductor and organist named arthur warrell published the lyrics in 1935 and that's when it gained popularity outside that's of the English West Country. Everybody started to know it. Yeah, but that seems so late. It does. Uh, America didn't know this song until the Great Depression. Like that's wild. Mm, yeah, you I know? don't know. I don't know. This mini season of the podcast has been very educational for me in that way. Just finding out how surprisingly old some of these songs are, and how surprisingly not old some of these songs are others are yeah agree yeah actually as long as we're we're looking back on the season in that regard this is the first time we've ever really i mean maybe a couple of the bonus episodes but the movies all had original songs like this is the first time we've ever really talked about cover songs by the muppets on the podcast with a few exceptions you know that's celebration of 30 years we talked about pure imagination a little bit or whatever 
Yeah. You know, but not in this detail. We didn't sit around talking about Anthony Newley and Leslie Brickus when we talked about pure imagination. There's some musical numbers in the Muppets go to the movies, but we didn't really like dig into those songs much. I I don't think. Yeah. in, In retrospect, it is strange that we watched the Muppets sing over the rainbow and didn't talk about the fact that Arlen and Yarberg also wrote Lydia the Tattooed Lady. Lydia the Tattooed Lady, <laughs> right. <laughs> you know? Yes, you're correct. That episode was only like two hours long. Two so hours we long. should have we should have really gotten into the history of each and every one of those songs and made it a good three hours. But that is why I'm glad that we decided to do this yeah. two minutes at a time and really dig in and talk about all this nonsense. Because <laughs> it's the special deserves it, I think. I really do. Yes, but yeah, this this song, this is such a, a, a good Christmas carol to sing along with. It's It really lends itself to the concept of going out, Christmas caroling out and about with a group of friends. Also a good song to sing if you want some figgy pudding. It's really, yes. really good for that purpose. So I keep, I keep bringing up the Phineas and Ferb Christmas special. Yeah. But the first Phineas and Ferb Christmas special has a... One of the best scenes in it is where a group of carolers show up at Dr. Doofenshmirtz's door singing this song and, like, aggressively enter his apartment going, we won't go until we get some, we yeah. won't go until we <laughs> Which get... Which is part of the song. It's very, it yeah. is very aggressive. Yeah, and then he's just like, oh, what, why do you want this obscure, you know, English dish or whatever? And then it turns out he does have an extra large can and he gives a it to them. pudding. Yeah, and they leave. Yeah, it's I, I, have, I have never had figgy pudding and maybe I never will. <laughs> but we should point out that this is also the theme song to this season of the podcast. Yes, good. Because I'm glad you pointed scene. that out. I, I would yeah. have forgotten. So thank you. The Muppets have sung this a few other times. It's on at least three Sesame Street Christmas albums. Uh, they sang it on the John Denver Christmas album and then that companion TV special. Which has the great joke of Piggy thinking that they're saying Piggy Pudding. And Gonzo says... He's like, it's made with figs. And she goes, oh, and bacon. What? Yeah, that's so good. Yeah, that's fun. Muppet Wiki also reminds us that it was sung in, it's a very Mary, Harry, Larry, Gary, Jerry Muppet Christmas movie. And the Lady Gaga and the Muppets Holiday Spectacular. I have no memory of it being in that special, but it's been a while since I saw it. I feel like we should also give a nod to the Dinosaurs episode Refrigerator Day, which has a memorable TV commercial. Oh, yes. Where some dinosaurs sing, we wish you a Merry Fridge Day, we wish you a Merry Fridge Day, we wish you a Merry Fridge Day, so come in and buy paint. Yes. Which, we watched that episode a week or so ago, and my kids were singing that all night. (laughs) Yeah, that's a good one. That's one of the, the best episodes of Dinosaurs, I think. Yeah. Absolutely. Now on Disney Plus. Check it out. Yes, yes. Go watch it. My other note from Muppet Wiki is that Pepe sang this song with Craig Ferguson on The Late Show. I guess The the Late Late Show in 2005. And Cookie Monster sang it with Michael Buble on a TV special in 2013. So a long history of Muppets singing We Wish You a Merry Christmas. So yes, everyone's very excited, including Sprocket, who is happily wagging his tail and watching santa hand out presents in the living room and then we cut to the doorway of the kitchen and guess what sprocket is there too two double sprockets (laughs) i know he's apparently watching himself 
from the kitchen. Or, yeah, maybe there's just been two sprockets running around this whole time and we had no idea. Or maybe he can teleport. That's the other theory that I wrote down. That'd be good. I'm, I'm in favor of that. Yeah. But who is he hanging out in the doorway with? It's an, yet another beloved bearded man besides Santa. It's Jim Henson. James Maury Henson? Yes, that's the guy. What? That's the chap. I should say. That's the chap. He says, well, they certainly seem to be having a good time out there, Sprocket. Sprocket barks. He says, yeah, I like it when they have a good time. And it's just a, like such a well-crafted line to give him because yeah, it it's perfect they assume that everybody or most people watching recognize jim henson as the muppet guy and yeah. this just kind of frames him as this benevolent creator who's given all these creatures life and now he's just you know watching over them and he wants the best for them uh, uh, yeah yeah but then like and made even better i think by the capper that he then says to sprocket Somebody's got to do something about these dishes. Yeah. I'll wash and you dry, okay? Yep. Ah! Yeah, and then he turns his his attention toward the giant stack of dishes in the kitchen. So Mm -hmm. I guess at some point they ate their cranberry sauce and shredded wheat, their Christmas dinner. Presumably right before the carol sing, right? Yeah, I guess so. They just didn't show us that because they don't need to show us a bunch of Muppets eating shredded wheat. Also very hard to show us a bunch of Muppets eating off a plate. That's true, yes. It took days and days to, to film the Skeksis eating sequence from The Dark Crystal, so they didn't want to repeat that ordeal. Although The Dark Crystal would be better if after the Skeksis finished their disgusting banquet, Jim Henson popped up and said, well, Fizzgig, I like it when they have a good time. Somebody's <laughs> got to do something about these dishes. And, and Fizzgig would just go, <laughs> Yeah, it'd be great. That would have been great. Yeah, I, I don't know if I, I was just going to say, I don't know if I would trust Sprocket to dry my dishes, though. I don't know. I feel like b- between him and Doc, he's less likely to break something. Like, Doc's absent-minded, and Sprocket is often, like, getting him back on track. Does Sprocket... We uh, There must be times when we see him holding things, right? Like, he has... Probably. He has he's alive hand, thumbs. isn't he? Yeah. yeah. I mean, he's a dog, but... I'm I'm sure as a Muppet dog, I guess he could hold a dish in one hand and a towel in the other. Right. So, all right. All right. He can, he can dry the dishes. Then there, oh, do you have anything else about the Jim Henson cameo? No, that's, that's it. It is very nice. And it's a a nice follow up to his cameo in the celebration of 30 years special. Yeah. Where we also saw him on camera. All right. Although again, a little bittersweet in that it feels like this is a new tradition, right? And then it didn't get to happen. Like we should have gotten to see him more. Yeah. Right. I mean, he gets to host the Jim Henson Hour. and Yeah, I guess, that's the, I guess that's the outgrowth of these two, right? Yeah, at least there's that. Uh, then there is a cut to some mistletoe. Kermit and Piggy are standing under it. Piggy tells Kermit to look up. Kermit says, uh-oh, mistletoe. And Piggy kisses him. But then Kermit just goes right ahead and kisses her. She does this sort of little, like, I don't think there's an audible gasp, but she she kind of does a little take and opens her mouth like she's visibly and pleasantly surprised by this. It's really sweet, actually. It is. Like, when, when Kermit says, uh-oh, mistletoe, like, we've talked about how he's just not that into PDA, and that's what that feels like to me. I guess, yeah. It doesn't feel like the the annoyed Kermit of The Muppet Show, right? Like... If Piggy was no. hanging up mistletoe on the Muppet Show, Kermit would be like, well, you get out of here. Right. <laughs> you know? 
Yeah. And he doesn't. He's just like, uh, okay. You're thinking this this version of Kermit is just a little bit like, I don't know if I want to do this in front of everybody, but okay. Yeah. So yeah, then that's 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 pretty much it. Everyone says Merry Christmas, everyone, and you know it really feels like the Muppets want us to have a Merry Christmas. So what right. more they, could you they, ask for? They actually say Merry Christmas four times right at the end, right? Merry Christmas, Kermy. Merry Christmas, Piggy. Mm. They both say Merry Christmas, everyone, and then yeah. the whole gang says Merry Christmas. Yeah, that's a lot of Merry Christmas. It's a lot, and it's it's one of those things where. Now, like, see, in uh, Letters to Santa, for example, ends with roughly the same number of Merry Christmases, but they they throw in a, a generic Happy Holidays as well. Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be the one change to the end of this now, is they would, in, yeah. instead of instead of everyone yelling Merry Christmas, Kermit and Piggy would say Merry Christmas, everyone, and then everyone would yell Happy Holidays or something, Everyone, right? yeah, all the Muppets looking at the camera would say Happy Holidays, yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I, I've never quite... I'm not sure that there are people who are watching a Christmas special who, like, really need to hear Happy Holidays also to, like, acknowledge everyone who doesn't celebrate Christmas or something. It's a nice sentiment. Don't get me wrong. I know what you mean. I th- I'm not like Mr. War on Christmas or something. No, I, no, I, of I'm course sure you're you not. know that. But no, I think it's, it's better to make a, a nice gesture toward, you know, being inclusive. Sure. Although, yeah, I mean, like you say, it's it's a Christmas special. Christmas is in the title, but still, right. <laughs> there's some people who are just watching because they like the Muppets. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And uh, some people who are just watching because they like uh, Jerry Parks. Some people are just watching because they like Jerry Jewell. That yeah, that too. So that's the end of the special. The credits start to roll. Most of them are over this shot of the farmhouse and the snow looking very cozy and welcoming. I just want to go inside that farmhouse mm-hmm. and be there with all those Muppets. I didn't see a lot of things in the credits that really jumped out at me. Um, Jerry Park's name is spelled wrong, actually, though. I noticed that. His last name should have an E in it, right? P-A-R-K-E-S, and it doesn't. Yeah, exactly. This was directed by Peter Harris. He did, He's directed a million Muppet things, many episodes of The Muppet Show. He just did uh, Celebration of 30 Years. We just talked about it. Right, yeah. Uh, It was written by Jerry Jewell, as we've mentioned many times before. Music supervision by Larry Grossman, who also worked on The Muppet Show. Uh, The music director, I noticed, was Eric Robertson, who does not have his own Muppet Wiki page. Oh, how strange. Yeah, I don't know what his deal is, but I'd like to know more about him. I guess that's all I have. This is a, a... an excellent TV special. It's an excellent Christmas special. It's an excellent Muppet production. Yeah, I I said up front that it's my favorite thing the Muppets ever made. Yeah. And what is great is that doing this incredibly close reading of it has just made me more sure of that. Yeah, and we have talked amongst ourselves in the last three seasons of this podcast about how we pretty much all three times watching these movies have reached a point where we're like all right i'm kind of ready for this movie to be over that we that we're watching two minutes at a time but i don't know if it's because this is shorter or just because it's so good but i never got that feeling going through this two minutes at a time and in fact watching this final clip i was kind of like i think i want to go back and just watch the whole special again from the yeah beginning. well tis the season what what is great is that as we're recording this, it's November 29th, which means for you and me, we have 
another four weeks where we can just sit around watching this thing. That's true. I can watch it every day. Yeah, from now until Christmas. Yeah, that's great. And listeners, you can too. Uh, you know, it's Christmas tomorrow. Fire this up. Watch it. It's yes, great. yes. As you listen to this, yeah, it should be Christmas tomorrow. So you could do it if it's early in the day. You could do a marathon. You could do this and Emmett Otter and Muppet Christmas Carol and Christmas Eve on Sesame Street and and don't sleep on the Great Santa Claus switch. Great Santa Claus Underrated. switch. Good one. Delightful. Yeah. If you really are look like you know still looking for time to kill, uh, you could watch Mr. Willoughby's Christmas Tree. I mean, there are there are other better ones that we didn't say yet. We didn't say the Christmas toy, which is very good. Christmas toy is very good. I yes. think almost saves Christmas is very good. Yeah, yeah, that's charming. What a what a what a wealth of things for Muppet fans to watch at Christmas time. So, any final thoughts about this special? It makes me glad that I'm safe and warm inside the farmhouse. Ah, yeah, because it's cold enough out there to freeze your Winnebago. <laughs> So, listeners, we want to thank you very much for joining us, especially if you've listened to all 24 of these. We are very grateful that you've uh, stuck with us. For sure. We will be back again sometime in the near future. Uh, We may or may not do some more bonus episodes between now and the time when we start our next movie, which is Muppet Christmas Carol. I think we will definitely do Muppets at Walt Disney World, for sure. I think probably, if only because it comes chronologically. Yeah. Right. That's the that's the only real TV special between them, which is what we've yeah. kind of traditionally been covering. But we're we're kicking around a few other ideas, too. Yeah. Yeah. Just either way, just keep an eye on this uh, feed. Stay subscribed. As always, you can find toughpigs.com on the internet. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, etc. We also have a Patreon where you can show your support by, you know, throwing some some presents in our stockings. I don't know if that makes sense, but <laughs> supporting us on Patreon. We have a merch store on TeePublic. It's a little late, I guess, today to do your Christmas shopping. You could buy something now, do your last minute shopping, and then just give somebody an IOU and say, hey, I got you a cool t-shirt or sticker or hoodie from the Tough Pig store on TeePublic, and you're going to get it soon. Uh, so you can find that. The the t-shirts with our podcast logo have been selling pretty well, which I'm actually very happy about. Well, I, we, we, I don't think we've mentioned all season that Morgan Davy designed our logo because we haven't been doing our traditional outros, but I think that's a testament to Morgan's gorgeous design. Oh, it's a terrific. And as a matter of fact, I am wearing that t-shirt right now with her design. You are wearing it right now. That's it. true. And I actually bought... One's for my entire family. Yeah. Uh, my wife, Roz, and I and our two children each have one. And even if you don't know the podcast, I think, it just kind of looks like a cool Muppet shirt. It just invokes, yeah, the song from the Muppet movie. and yeah. Right. It says moving right along. It's recognizably Kermit and Fozzie in a Studebaker. Yeah. So... Thanks again, Morgan, for that gorgeous logo. Uh, it's really serving us well. Yes, and everyone who is listening and wants to be cool and wear Morgan's design on their person can go to our store on Public and get one of those. If you would like to tell us what you thought of this season or this special or whatever else you want to tell us, you can email us at movingrightalong at toughpigs.com. We love getting email. Uh, you can also drop by the Tough Pigs forum, which is linked on the front page of toughpigs.com also please give us a positive review anywhere you can give us a positive review that would be a great christmas gift yes speaking of of christmas as we mentioned today is christmas eve so wherever you are and whatever you're doing and whether you're observing the christmas holiday or not 
I just hope everyone is having a great day and that everyone will have a happy new year. And Anthony, happy new year to you as well. And a happy new year to you as well, Ryan. Thanks. And thanks for spending Christmas with me all month. Yeah, likewise. And listeners, we'll see you sometime in the future for another Moving Right Along. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and all right, Anthony, I'll wash you dry. Oh, pig. <laughs>